Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by Oarock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oarock. And I'm Michael Gray, the chief writer of Oarock. Michael, I am excited to announce this month that I figured out why my audio keeps peaking in the pod. No, wait, it's still speaking. Never mind. How you doing, Michael? <laughs> I I never listened to the podcast, so I don't know. I, I would not know this. I was so close. I was so close. There was some program that I guess must have come installed on this laptop that um was like increasing the mic sensitivity like crazy like i i had it set down to minimum in audacity and it was still like constantly peaking and still is as i'm looking at it right now but uh now it's not peaking as badly at least i guess well what i do i've just sort of given up on that so i if i remember i just normalize it or just you know shrink things down so it's not as loud afterwards sure but i guess i I guess i could just Get farther away from my microphone. Oh, there you go. Now the things look smaller. You probably can't hear me anymore, though. <laughs> hmm. I could kind of hear I'll you. I'll just go to the other side of the room and shout. How about that? Uh, I think I had to do that for a video once, and nobody liked it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, okay. How are we doing today? Um, it, It's okay. We got video game stuff to talk about. Uh, I think so. We've got a we've got a few games that we've been kicking back and forth this month. That's right. Okay, a few game ideas. Yeah, yeah. So should we just get into that? I guess. Um. So we we haven't really settled yet on what our next like main focus is going to be. Yeah, it feels like a problem. Yeah. Like juggling yeah. three different things at the same time. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best way to go about no. it. Maybe no. We so because we have one thing we... at once. We have the two outlines that we keep going back and forth on, and plus you sent me uh, a first draft of a script earlier in the month, and every day I'm like, all right, today I'm going to sit and I'm going to go through this, and then I get the email with the next outline. I'm like, well, okay, I better work on the outline then. (laughs) Okay, I mean, right now, do you want to just pick a game right now? Should we just do it? I, I don't know. I'm I'm so confused. Um, oh, I didn't no. get a chance to look at any of the stuff you sent me today. Let's uh, see. You sent notes. That's on. right. I think I oh, only yeah. sent them an hour or so ago. A couple hours. So ago. I was the exact same way with the the superhero thing, which I think we mentioned on the podcast a couple yeah. of times. And it was um, <laughs> wow. How long? I every single day it's like okay, the, today's going to be the day I'm going to actually yeah. get down and. and, and <laughs> go from this bulleted list to like something that resembles an actual outline and that was seven eight weeks seven eight weeks of that (laughs) yeah that's that's been my last week plus i i've um been working on like a huge uh contract like one of the biggest uh it's an editing contract one of the biggest uh word counts of a game that i've worked on in recent memory so that, that's eaten up a lot of my time. This one's really cool. I wish I could talk about it, but I'm under an NDA. Um, I will say it's based on a book that literally everyone has heard of. That's pretty exciting. Ooh. Yeah. Hopefully um, hopefully it's not just the somebody turned the book and put in like three decision points. And, no, uh, no, no, no. It's it's based on uh, a characters from the book, but it's a totally original story. Same setting and a couple of same characters, but a totally original story. 
Nice. Um, maybe maybe when the game comes out, which I think is happening later this year, I can a- at least mention what it is. <laughs> Should we talk about the the sort of the the three games that we're sort of working on yeah, simultaneously? Yeah. yeah, maybe we can we can describe what they are, and then maybe as we're talking about it, we can kind of figure out which one we want to focus on the most. <sighs> Man, just do a poll on Twitter. That way, I don't have to decide. <laughs> Let's get into it. So the first game is uh the the weird mom's dating sim that I think we first mentioned on this podcast probably years ago at this point. <laughs> it was What is it like 2019? It was pre-pandemic, wasn't it? I think it, it was. It was in fact pre-pandemic. Let's see if I can get some actual dates here. 2018. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so in like July 2018 yeah, that right. back when I was like originally so it's like 2018 that we came up with... I don't know if we did come up with an outline for the game. No, no, no. I've got a document called <laughs> Intro and Outline. So there must have been an actual outline at some point. Mm. I don't know if you looked at it or not. Um, I, I probably did in 2018. Because it's been <laughs> way too long. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I did back then was... Um, oh, gosh... What's like the the people they're making a game called the Ar uh, Arnelia Amelia Darnell group. Right, right, right. The the people who are making their their own sort of like it's it's a game by the Nancy Drew fan community making a game sort of in that in that same vision. Yeah, yeah. So it's Amelia Darnell Secrets of Silvercrest uh, Village, and I was part of their puzzle crew. Basically, they were just like, okay, we need to find Nancy Drew fans who can help. And I think there were like seven or so of us who said, sure, we we like puzzles. <laughs> we can be the puzzle department. After we had just like gone through all the puzzle work that the uh, Amelia Darnell people had for us, I, I that was around the time we I, I did the outline for the mom's game. So I'm like, hey, what if we just have four puzzles for each pathway in the mom's game? Just randomly throw that out. And so I just... Mm. I just told them a little bit about each pathway, and then they came up with a list of puzzles. And and, and some of the puzzles were, oh, like, okay. more in-depth. Some of them weren't. Like, uh, laundry puzzle. Um, <laughs> there's a picture of somebody putting laundry on a line so all of it fits. Uh, misbehaving child puzzle. You know, uh, and I'm on where trying to get the child or children to go to bed. Mm. Feeding dinner to the children. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So that that's basically what happened. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, okay, here's ideas from this pathway, and the, the people from the puzzle crew just threw out Got various it. puzzle ideas. And that's why each pathway in the mom's game has, like, four puzzles or such. Uh, the, the idea of the mom's game is basically... Uh, you are writing a mom romance novel. I, I think that was when Dream Daddy came out, right? It was right yeah. after. And so I wrote... I wrote all four of the pathways at, like, different points. There's probably, like, a six-month gap in between me writing <laughs> any of the pathways. So they all seem kind of different. <laughs> I seem to remember writing... Um, it's basically, like, yeah, when the pandemic started and everybody had a bunch of free time, I was like, okay, here's this half-done project. Let me go back and finish it. 
I think that's when I did three out of the four pathways. Yeah, I think I literally, I think back in like 2018, 2019, I did one pathway and then it just sat until the pandemic started. And then I did the last three pathways. Sure. So I just went over the game again. Uh, last This past month, just reviewed the game, went through the script and everything. And I'm like, I have no idea if this puzzle thing even works or makes sense. But uh, I just kind of did a rewrite of the stuff. Some of the things needed to be changed, some not so much. I don't know. Yeah, you had to clean up all those references to, uh, there's never going to be a global pandemic. That would be crazy. That was not... <laughs> <laughs> That should have fit into the uh, the sci-fi <laughs> pathway, I guess. Oh, God. Because <laughs> the, the themes, each pathway was, I guess, picked weird themes. Like, one's the sci-fi mom, who, who we write, like, a science fiction romance mm-hmm. novel. And then, how do I not remember what this person's story is after just reviewing it? Um, oh yeah, Laura writes the baby surgeon seduction. How could I have forgotten? That is such a great, great novel. Uh, and she's like the philosophy mom. That's her idea. That sort of the idea. She asks a bunch of philosophical questions about the nature of love. I guess that seemed like a cool idea at the time when I was uh, coming up with the outline. Um, sure. Rosa writes a political thriller called the billionaire's dating or the billionaire's marriage valley <laughs> and, and then nancy hardy uh as a murder mystery i don't think we actually know anything about her story that she writes besides the fact that it's a murder mystery mm-hmm. cool yeah so so my understanding is um with this game uh the script is written and like a lot of the the at least the initial programming is done too right like i think it's it's a there's a playable version of this game that already exists yeah there is a playable version of the game that already exists yes yeah so that's cool so yeah i haven't i've i i've read the intro so far and then i got distracted uh with the uh the outlines for the other two games that's that's fine. I wrote the intro um like one of the things I tried to do in rewriting the intro. Yeah. It it's sort of a problem for a, a a lot of these games. Um say too many Santas or Cat President. It's like, well, the intro needs to introduce like the concept of the game, the general concept, and it's supposed to introduce all like five of the the various characters, yeah. the different pathways. But it also has to be short too. Because it's the <laughs> intro, and nobody wants to replay the intro. They want to get to the uh, pick-a-character screen as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. And so that's just sort of the problem. It's like, well, I am i wasn't sure if it got across any of the characters' uh, personalities. It was easier with too many Santas, because they're, they're sort of like exaggerated characters. Like, one sleepy Santa, okay, that's his entire personality. <laughs> but... <laughs> And this was like, okay, well, here's a mom who has a toddler. Is that enough information? She lives down the street from you. Oh, I... yes. The, uh, wait, the mom next door. That sounds like a character trope. There should be the, oh, let's just make Brittany the mom next door then. Yeah, I'm going to make a note. Um, so I'm going to make a couple notes. <laughs> One is, uh, that I, that I should, um, read over the intro while, or as I'm reading it, to uh, see if, um, the characters are introduced, like you were saying, and also, the mom next door is a very good phrase. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that's that's um that's project number one that is on the table. 
Uh, Project number two is another one we've talked about on the podcast uh, before. The supervillain dating sim. Yes. That one, um, the, you have the full outline written, and we just started going back and forth on that one. Yeah, I just sent you the outline after... Uh, yeah. I think the first thing I sent you was like, a list of various character ideas. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I, I like the character who's just has a weird superpower. And you're like, I yes. want Ant-Man and this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but I haven't seen the movie Ant-Man. <laughs> so I watched the movie Ant-Man. Yes. Yes. Okay. So just, just for the podcast, watch the movie for, Ant-Man. Oh, that's beautiful. You did research. That's awesome. It's research. Yeah, it's kind of what I posted online. Yeah. I'm like, does this count as work? It counts as work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was definitely enjoying going through the outline there. Uh, yes, and yes, I do enjoy the uh, character whose ability is that they can uh, transform into anything as long as it's blue. That was such a weird one-off idea. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of any ideas beyond that, if that makes sense. So it's like the character yeah. is from another planet and they can transform into anything besides blue. But you notice the outline, it's like, the blue character turns into a series of strange things. Yes. And that, that was about as descriptive as yeah. I could get. Like, we'll have to, and we'll have to like, we'll have to, we'll have to fine tune it because I think like, like technically anything could be blue, right? They could be like, I turn into a tiger that's blue. So it'll have to be like things that are, have some inherent blueness to them. Like a, like a poison dart frog. Those are blue. I mean, if we're doing animals or or what what would be an just an object that is inherently blue like what's something that's always blue like like sticky tack <laughs> oh man oh looks like the first thing on the outline that you just sent back to me was that there oh. is a superhero called duck man yeah oh dear oh no <laughs> i'll have to go back to no. balloon man then oh, no. Has that been taken? But that's in that's in like Mega Man too, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe we can maybe we can just uh, tweak it to like Duck Boy or how about or Quack Man or something. Quack Man. It sounds like Pac Man. <laughs> that definitely <laughs> sounds like <laughs> Quack Man. That's my vote. I'm voting for Quack Man. Why are there so many ducks? Duck themed superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> I got almost all the way through that character's outline. I'm like, wait a minute. I've definitely heard Duck Man before. Oh, but the sidekick that's is right. Goose Girls, and that that yeah. sounds like it's a thing. Uh, yeah. All right. So Quack Quack Man and and Honk Girl. <laughs> oh oh man, honk. the Goose Girl is a book by Shannon Hale, and she's like uh, an actual author. No, so people have heard of it. Sorry, right. it's just names. We can fix names. That's not a problem. I guess. We, can, we yeah. can make it work. Unless you want to go back to Balloon Boy, because that's pretty funny, too. I'll, but that, I'll, that that would require a lot more uh, changes to the to the story. I'll think about it. Like, I feel like there's only a few things that are duck-specific. Like, the culprit wants to steal mm. slices of bread from, from the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> and that, that I, I mean, I feel like... Yeah, the other one, I wasn't sure what what the other duck-themed crime could be, so I put waddling past security at a bank, <laughs> which was just me throwing something out there which I was sure would not get used. So. <laughs> but 
but yeah, so that's that's the uh, the second uh, project on the table is uh, is a dating sim, and I, I really thought this was kind of interesting about this pathway. Um, unlike our other dating sims, so we I think you had four pathways, um, but each one has uh, two possible characters you can get with by the end of it. You can either get with the super villain who is like the main character of the pathway, but you can also get with the sidekick character in that pathway. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, sort of what I thought it would be like. Um, yeah. An ending for the villain or an ending for the hero. And that was just because I didn't know if if it was going to be a superhero dating sim or a supervillain dating sim. <laughs> so it's like both. Each, each pathway sure. has one of both. And then uh, the third project is one we haven't talked about on the podcast. Um, I don't think it, I, I don't. Or did we talk about it last month? I don't remember, but um, it was something that <laughs> that we just sort of very briefly discussed on Twitter, <laughs> um, which is a visual novel that sort of combines elements from the Babysitters Club uh, series of books and the Goosebumps <laughs> series of books, <laughs> which I yeah. thought was a pretty fun idea. <laughs> I should be able to, like, I, I mean, not so recent, I should be able to find that tweet. Yeah, May eleventh. So yeah. Oh yeah. So geez, that was like what, like a week and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very, very hot off the presses here. <laughs> oh, that's so funny because uh, yeah, we we've like already like finished the outline for that. Basically, I'm sorry, you have. I've just put notes in there. Uh, the outline is basically finished for that one. Yeah, I should wow. note. I have no idea how long it would be. Or sure. So. I mean, that outline is just a bulleted list of ideas of what would happen in each pathway as opposed to here's what happens in chapter one. Here's yeah, what exactly. In chapter two. <laughs> it was it, it was it was very interesting for me uh, reading this outline because because I, I think I, I mentioned this. You could really see dark Michael coming through in this one, which is which is a side of Michael we do not often see. I don't think I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't sure how dark to make it if that makes sense yeah the one pathway in the mom's game is too dark too uh <laughs> uh well it's certainly darker than a lot of the stuff that we've made thus far i would say well like children are trying to murder you i i feel like i don't know if it's a problem or not exactly with the goosebumps series but at some point you realize nobody's ever going to die that's just one of the rules Mm-hmm. And then it becomes slightly, uh, whatever you call it. It's like, okay, this is mm-hmm. a lot easier for me to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the creepy elements. I like the cliffhangers. I like uh, there are a lot of twist moments. I think all that stuff is is very exciting. And I think we were uh, just trying to figure out like how exactly what what like the method of interaction would be because. Obviously, this isn't a dating game, so we can't uh, go to the standard. Uh, you either get a get a relationship point or don't for this decision. So we have a there are several ideas. I think you would you would brainstorm that we were kind of kicking around. Yeah, pick scary options. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, real prank or nightmare? Yeah, hmm. How do we? Something I think, as I mentioned, out. it just happens a lot in the Goosebumps series, where it's like, oh man, then. Then, then uh, a dragonfly showed up and ate me, and, and then it's like, oops, never mind. Yeah. That didn't. So I did. Really I thought happen. that was kind of interesting. So were you? So that was that was one of the ideas Michael came up with was that um, at various points when you know something dramatic happens, the player then has to decide whether that was a real thing 
or it was a nightmare, or what was the third one? Like a hallucination or something? Or it seems to be that um, the goosebumps theory is it's either it's it's like a nightmare or a daydream or it's some sort of prank. Like oh no, a killer scarecrow jumped out at our character, and no wait wait wait, it was somebody playing a prank. <laughs> that sounds. I haven't read any Goosebumps books since probably middle school, but that sounds extremely familiar to me. <laughs> That's it, definitely ticking, tickling something in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's okay, and then sometimes it's really annoying. I seem to remember the, uh, oh gosh, the ghost next door, where she confronts the guy next door about the fact that he's a ghost, and he's like, yeah, I'm a ghost, I can't let you nobody's allowed to find out about it. And then he attacks her, and then she wakes up. It's like, oh, it was just a dream. And I'm mm. like, oh, no. The book's going to stretch out the question of whether or not he's a ghost for another <laughs> 50 pages. I, I was like, I was totally into the fact that he revealed it so early on. And oh, I think one time there was like two fake-out prank scare chapters in a row, which just like, oh, come on! You can't wake up from a daydream to have another daydream. <laughs> that's just cheating. Uh, so, so that's what I was thinking. So, when we, um, for these interactions, are we saying that like the player is trying to guess which of the three it is, or is it the player makes a choice and that's what it was? That's what it is. Hmm. Like you were, you were like determining. Okay, I choose that this was a real thing that happened. And then that's just how the story goes. And the story just has to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like if that's the case, I would require a lot of writing, but... Yeah. Or what you said just made me think, if if we've only got the three options, is it real, is it a prank, or it's a, uh, a nightmare, mm -hmm. we could say that all three pathways are, you know, each pathway only has three interactions. One's a prank, one's real, and one's a nightmare. I don't mm. know. Well, there was the um the other idea we were kicking around too is that um the 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 sort of the premise of the game is that you're uh, all the babysitters are having a sleepover together and they're trying to like tell their scariest babysitting stories. Mm -hmm. So it could be that the options you select uh, are like trying to make the best slash scariest story. Um, then it's just a I think at that point a question of what happens if you make all the good choices versus what happens if you make all the all the wrong choices. Like, I guess it would... I mean, I guess that would be sort of similar to the dating sim structure, right? That that we follow. Like, if you make all the... Make more right than wrong decisions, you get one ending, and then if you make the other side, you get the other ending. So, I wonder if that would be something like that. But I, I don't really know what, what the two endings would be, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the eternal struggle with... Um visual novels this is like oh man we want to have a lot of different options for players to pick but that involves writing that involves writing <laughs> a bunch of different options especially if, if this this thing already has like seven different pathways yeah no that's a great point so we would want to limit that to the extent that we can well then there's the other option that you were talking about was it make it more of a kinetic kinetic novel with no choices or you know similar to pizza boy where you you do have some choices but they don't really, for lack of a better phrase, they don't really mean all that much. It just, you get a couple different lines of dialogue. It's just sort of to uh, to keep the game interactive. You make sure the player's still still with us. Yeah, uh, and that's why Pizza Boy is so popular with the achievement crowd, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just sit back uh, and do nothing. I, I was going to say, 
I think this was the idea I had was, um, gosh, if it's that popular, couldn't, couldn't we, like, add, like, a kinetic mode to uh, the other games? <laughs> like Cat President oh, or gosh. something, just for the achievement hounds. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, if we do console ports of them, especially. Yeah, yeah. You could just click a button that's just, like, make all the right choices for me or make all the wrong choices for me. That's exactly what they do with uh, Great Ace Attorney, isn't it? Oh, you're right. There's a play itself mode. I wonder if you get achievements that way, though. <laughs> yeah. So I think those are the those are the the three games on the table right now, right? Mom's mm-hmm. game, supervillain game, and Goosebumps slash Babysitters Club. Um. So here, here, here are my like kind of initial thoughts. Um. The Goosebumps slash Babysitters Club one is the one I'm like most excited about. I think I don't, but that I don't know if that's because it's the newest one. Uh, but I don't know the, the, the tone of it. The, the most, yeah. The the tone of the game, the the stories that that you're telling with this game, I, I find that all really really fun and funny and interesting. Um, so that's the one I'm most interested in. Uh, that said, the Mom's game is the farthest along at this point, uh, considering that it's all totally written already. Which makes me think maybe that's the one that like makes more logical sense to to follow through on at this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, what what are your thoughts? Do you have? Yeah, thoughts? no that that does make sense. Yeah. So I I would suggest it's it's between those two just because uh yeah for for those for those reasons. I feel like um I guess hold off I, I guess until you finish like I I could leave you alone so you can finish like actually playing through the mom's game and see <laughs> cuz like i said i was a little hesitant with the script i don't i don't right. know how close the script is to being finished it could be that yeah like i said we've got like a working playable version of the game but it could be that mm-hmm. the script needs a total overhaul it could be like you say you know what i don't like the the Laura pathway at right. all she asks way too many questions and it's super weird and <laughs> Nancy's son is super annoying. Why why is he always showing up? I screamed whenever he showed on the screen. <laughs> um I I there's no Augusta in the Augusta storyline. What was that yeah. uh, uh, about? Okay, all right. So you think that should be the next step then is that I I get a chance to just read through this stuff. I mean, you can you can you can do like another revision of the other outlines if you want but maybe i just focus on making sure i do the mom's game stuff before i before i look at those at all or uh, i don't know or yeah no i could probably hold back or just yeah i feel like one of the next steps uh, with the the goosebumps game is to try to write out something and see if i can actually figure out how to make the decision question sure work yeah yeah that makes sense okay all right i feel like i have my marching orders now do any other video game stuff this month? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. oh, like I said, I was mo- I've was i mostly been working on uh, on that contract work. I had a couple other smaller contracts I was doing. Um, uh, and I've been working more on the road trip game that, that I've been writing and doing everything for. Um, the, the most exciting part of the road trip game this month was earlier today, uh, I needed a sound effect of someone texting... On, on like an old phone, like the ki- old cell phone, like the kind that still has the number pad, and you had to like push the the four key like four times in a row in order to get an L. I don't know if you remember yes. those at all. Oh yeah. no, I had that phone for the longest you did. time. Yeah, 
<laughs> so I, I couldn't find any any accurate sounding uh, sound effects for that type of phone uh, on freesound.org. So I, I went to um, my box of obsolete electronics that I have in the basement. And I swear I have like a huge like gallon Ziploc bag just full of old flip phones in it. There was like six or seven different phones, so I got to pick up each one and and push the buttons and figure out which one had the most like resonant sound to it, and then and then uh, bring it upstairs and hold it up to the microphone and pretend I was texting on it. <laughs> it's fun. So uh, up and up until like like last year or a couple years ago, my mother in law still had like an old flip phone, and and for some reason i don't remember what it was uh she handed it to me and asked me to text someone and like i was hit by this wave of nostalgia as my old school texting skills came back to me like riding a bicycle <laughs> it's like oh yeah i know where all the letters are all right uh two 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 that gets me c <laughs> six oh. six six get me c. oh <laughs> is that why i'm terrible at texting on my phone i i i just never got over the hump of uh switching from the old <laughs> phone to be. the new phone yeah <laughs> i still have trouble like i don't feel like i have fat thumbs but i still like my my fingers still like kind of slip and push the wrong letters much more frequently than i would expect them to certainly a lot more than they do on a computer keyboard oh definitely it always thinks i'm trying to press the the gosh what is it the the period button instead of the space button it's like no i'm not trying to put anyway yeah (laughs) um see i guess that was that was one of the more colorful things i got to do with the road trip game today (laughs) busting out my old phones i thought of a Um, question for the goosebumps game actually sorry oh please i think i asked that or so what i guess the question would be how dark can can this go because i think i still with the outline here nobody technically dies how much blood and murder uh, and mayhem can uh, we there's, have there's there's a there's a death in uh pathway number seven right yeah i wasn't sure about that yeah <laughs> does that count as death i mean it feels like it counts as death <laughs> it feels like that would be like the bad ending to that storyline i'm not sure <laughs> Actually, no, and, um, let's see, there was another one, sort of, the end of, Oh, uh, yeah, you're right, number two, number yeah. Two, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, I, I guess... I really like, I really like that twist, though, I thought that was really clever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, okay, well, I guess I can murder people, I don't know, it feels like that'd be the problem <laughs> with, uh, horror films, or horror movies in general. Is it's like okay, well, it basically comes down to everybody gets murdered in a slightly different mm. way. Yeah, but yeah, like I think I mentioned, Goosebumps is famously PG, um, and mm-hmm. it, it's got some really scary stuff. Like people get hit, and there's blood, yeah. and there's corpses, but nobody actually dies. And so that's, I guess, sort of what I was asking. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm totally fine with you killing people. Sweet. Well, in that case, please that could just that be out. like. Please don't take that out of context. No, no, no. <laughs> in that case, that could be like uh, that. Just gives more options for those uh, like decision mm-hmm. pathways, or you know, like the pathway decisions. It's like okay, I was walking down the hallway, and then a monster came and ate me. The end. Yeah. Well, that's. A, I think I made a note about that, though. I think it could. It, we could run into a story issue if the main character dies because the main character is also the one telling this 
story like year or you know months or years in the future so it might be weird if they're telling a story in which they died yeah that was interesting our that could that that yeah it's a conundrum for the uh the framing device we have i feel like that one of the goosebumps books had that problem or maybe a couple of them had that problem but i'm thinking of uh be careful what you wish for where the question becomes at the end it's like how is the narrator possibly writing this story down? <laughs> this this seems yeah. impossible. Also, the spoiler alert: the the book where the the main character was dead the whole time. <laughs> Did they ever die in like? Because because I, I I mentioned this too, but one thing that I kept being struck with reading the outline is that I I was feeling a lot of uh the Nickelodeon show "Are You Afraid of the Dark" in here too. Uh, Somebody mentioned that. Yeah, I've never people I, I died saw, in that or not. I saw I one remember. episode of the show and it terrified me, and so yeah, I so never watched too. the show ever again. <laughs> I like I've caught like or I caught bits and pieces of it over the years, but I think it was one of those things where it's like if that was on Nickelodeon, it was like the one thing on Nickelodeon that I did not want to watch because it was too spooky. Um, I will say that I guess the difference there. I mean, the characters could have died in that. Um, because in that case, that was the framing device was kids telling spooky stories around a campfire, but they were these were supposed to be made up stories. So it made sense if like people die, like whatever. It's not it's not real even in the fiction of the TV show. Mm-hmm. But in our in our game, these are supposed to be allegedly they're supposed to be real stories. Um, but even more particularly, I think it's challenging if you, as a first-person narrator, if you are telling a story in which you are you died. Yeah, there are. I mean, I know obviously there are books and mm. and and movies where that happens, but they generally have mm. an explanation. Yeah. So yeah. that's something I was going to say. Is this we we dealt uh, Elizabeth and I dealt with a similar issue uh, in the Beard in the Mirror. Um, because we wanted to have, like, it was a, you know, supposed to be an old school adventure game. So we wanted to have, uh, deaths like similar to the ones in the old Sierra games. But if you play through the whole game, there's, there's sort of a reason why it doesn't make sense for the main character to die in this story. I'll just leave it at there in case there's anyone who hasn't played it yet. Um, so I think the, the way we got around it is that the, the, the main character would die. And then, like, the death screen that you get would explain that, no, it didn't really happen this way. That kind of thing. Yeah, I seem to remember that's that's what happened with the, the Lemony Snicket series of Unfortunate Events Game 2 is, um... Well, they had Tim Curry as a narrator, and he was great. And so whenever you died, <laughs> Tim Curry would just say something like, that's not how it happened. Try again. Yeah. Yeah. Make that jump. So, I mean, that, that, that could be, that could be exactly how we do it. Like, we cut back to the sleepover, and someone's like, that, that's okay. Now you're just lying. Now you're just making stuff up. You didn't die. You're here. You're right here. <laughs> so that, 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 I mean, that would, that would totally make sense. Yeah. That's probably what we'd have to do. <laughs> In order to yeah. uh, I- include death, yeah. But uh, that said, all the tertiary characters are definitely on the chopping block. Anyone who's not at the sleepover, they can they, they can they can get got. <laughs> Whoever's not the narrator, it, 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 yeah, it, yeah, narrator has plot immunity. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, their friends, their boyfriends, the the parents, the kids being babysat. You know, yes. <laughs> that's all fair game. We have a we have a few listener questions. If you're interested in those at all, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we actually might have answered this one before, uh, but this is a question that comes to us from DDC on Twitter. They ask, is there anything you wish that you could have done differently in a previous game? Oh yeah, and I think we I think we did touch on this before because I I made the point that if there were any issues that we were seriously concerned about in our in our back library there, um, we could just change it <laughs> and upload a new version of the game. And in fact, we have done that a few times. Um, well, specifically this month, somebody um, yeah. pointed out that. Or somebody reminded me there was going to be a, a third death scene in the Lost Oregon City Gold, and I don't think I have like the picture that was going to be used uh. for that death scene, so it's not like I can just slip it back. I mean, I could. I'd just have to go back to the bridge and take another picture of... Uh... <laughs> oh, that's right. Didn't you say it was like something about uh, Michael jumping off the bridge or something, or falling off the bridge? What was it? Yeah, there was... um. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not like a manhole mm-hmm. cover, but there's some sort of hole in the bridge which scares oh. me. Um, That's on, an on awful the floor place of the bridge. for a hole. Don't put a hole there. Yeah, I mean it's it's thoroughly covered up, but still, I don't. Ugh. Yeah. So I guess there was a scene where where the dad falls de- through the hole. <laughs> yeah, but it ended up. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. Actually, I've got it here, right here. Um, twelve up two. That's the name of the, the text file. Oh, it actually is in the game. What do you know? Um, oh, it is? Yeah. Scene 17, 12 up 2. So uh, that, like, whole cover thing, it's not manhole cover. It's not circular. But it looks like it's something somebody could fall through. 12 up, 12 up 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the picture is still in the game anyway. <laughs> so it, uh, yeah. That thing's kind of creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah. You can like step on it. You can tell. Yeah, that's the word for it. A hatch. You can tell yeah. it's a hatch if you actually step on it, and there's no solid ground underneath it. And I have no idea how oh, you open it. Oh, I don't it. like that. Oh, I don't like that. It like it looks like there's uh well not a handle, but there's like a hole on the left part. And yeah. I, I wonder if one. There must be something like bolting it to the to the ground. But I wonder if that that hole is meant for one to be able to like pull or pry the this door-looking thing open, this hatch open. Yeah, it probably lets you get down so you can crawl underneath the bridge, and so... Yeah, maintenance purposes. I guess the death scene was going to be that, um... I think Rosie's the one who doesn't have a death scene in the game, so it'd be, you you could open up that, (laughs) and she's the one who's small enough to fall through it. Yeah. I was picturing more the the kids are screwing around on the bridge and one of them opens it up and then you fall through it. Does it look big <laughs> enough for me to fall through? We can change it no, to I, I guess, fall through. I guess probably not. I don't know. Uh, it's it's really funny seeing people's reactions when they find one of the death scenes in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz everything else like it's 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 funny, you know, we've we've talked so much on this podcast about how this game we're working on is probably one of the darkest games. I feel like uh the the Oregon City Gold is like the most wholesome game we've ever made except for a couple of instances where people can get killed. Yes. If you make family members die, if you make the wrong decisions, it is it is an interesting contrast to the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't heard any complaints yet. People mostly think it's funny, so that's good. So, well, I guess that answers the question of anything you wish you yeah. could have done differently. Well, I had a different death sequence on the bridge. <laughs> that way, it would More actually death. be in the game. 
like, what should we add another death scene to the, the lost work <laughs> in City Gold if I visit any of these places again for any reason? <laughs> Uh, if you if you want to, we could. I don't know that it's necessary at this point. Okay, that's or or maybe 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 that's something like if we if we end up doing a console release for uh, for for this game, we can say like it has double the number of death scenes from the original game, and we can add two more. Well, I was gonna add like a a third death scene because th- yeah. there are like three main characters in the game, and only two yeah. of them get death scenes. If we if we do a console version, that would be a good chance for uh, for any changes like that, like we did with Pizza Boy when we made a few changes. Yeah, because uh, just this past weekend, I walked on the McLaughlin uh, Promenade, which is one of the locations in the game, and you can't technically see the climbing wall from there uh, if if mm. it's a oh cool if it's clear enough in the day. I, I tried taking pictures of it, but it, the pictures came out terrible. My can't it's too far away. My camera can't take the picture and make it look real. So, I'm like, darn. Yeah, I guess if we add two more death scenes, one's going to have to be the dog, and one's going to Oh, okay, have no, to be the no, little girl. I refuse. Absolutely not. I draw the line at the dog. Yeah. That's <laughs> poor Luna. No dog deaths in any of our games. That's my rule. We could, we could get Uncle Paul killed. How about that? I guess. But he's not part of the adventuring party. Yeah, how could how would we murder Uncle Paul? I don't know. That yeah, that feels like that requires quite a few steps to get to a point where that would make sense. Maybe he's always uh, at his house, right? Like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't hang out with yeah, us. We'd have to we'd have to like do something to the sunglasses before we give them to him. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> Rub some 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 sort of Oh yeah, I think we just give the sunglasses to Uncle Paul off screen. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That isn't even a scene, is it? Uh. (laughs) We come to the house and he says, "Thanks for the sunglasses." Uh, Basically, it's not like a picture of me physically handing a pair of sunglasses to you. That would have been tough. (laughs) That would have been. Oh, that would that would be a fun thing to change. Is like redoing some of the scenes with our characters so that like like we take our pictures actually together instead of separate like we obviously had to we fly you all the way out to Oregon yes. City so you can be and on we the do stairs. a real sword fight yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I d- that said I don't really want to do that because that was a lot of photoshopping work to get that scene to work and I don't really want to want to throw it all away <laughs> <laughs> all right now now we can move on sorry I just sure. remembered I tried taking those pictures over the weekend and I checked just now I'm like oh these pictures are terrible and we can't use them I'm oh. like sad oh well yeah so we did get uh, another question from DDC on Twitter uh, and they ask what games are you currently playing and how do you feel about them weren't we supposed to do that at the end of every podcast um, <laughs> I feel like we haven't done it in a little while no, I finally finished playing a, a phone game called Idle Farm Tycoon, and now I just switched to Idle Farmer. So okay, is that the wait? Isn't that the game from uh, Pizza Delivery Boy? Isn't that the game they play in that? <laughs> uh, they play like some ancient Greek game like that. Yeah, right. yeah. But it, it ends up all being about farming anyway. Yeah, that one's a spoof of the. Um, I don't know what the genre is. But uh, there is some sort of genre like that, but it's like one of those war genres, but you do have to do a lot of farming because you've got all these (laughs) troops that need food. And 
I never liked those games because uh, one of the draws is like, you know, there's a real world map and anybody in the world can be on there. And you just get attacked by a bunch of strangers all the time. Mm. And it's it's just no fun. Yeah. Oh, did you did you enjoy this this farming phone game? I am playing through it now. It it's good. Part of me is like, I don't want to actually spend money on it, but part of it me wants to to progress with the game. <laughs> oh no. What are you playing? Uh I just a couple of days ago uh finished playing the fan translation of Mother Three, uh aka Earthbound 2, the Earthbound sequel, or whatever you want to call it, that um, the one that did not ever get released in the U.S. came out on like Game Boy Advance in 2006, I think. Uh, and I kind of loved it. <laughs> I almost liked it more than the original Earthbound, and I liked Earthbound quite a bit. Uh, you, get, you have a dog in your party almost the entire game, which I think is one of the reasons I really liked it. Uh, and... As as is apparently uh, what we're talking about this month, uh, it had a, had a lot of pretty pretty dark themes, much much more so than uh, Earthbound did. The turn based combat system was weird, though. Um, you know how did you you played like Mario RPG, right? No, no. but probably well, Mario RPG did this weird thing where if you push the attack button a second time. Right when you were about to hit the enemy, you'd like get to do extra damage, stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's been in other Mario games or other okay. RPGs. Yeah. So this one does a thing where if you continue to push the attack button in time with the beat of the background music, uh, you could get uh, up to sixteen extra hits on an enemy if you could oh. keep the beat going. And it was it was interesting, I guess. Uh, and I was able to do it quite a bit, but it also just felt like it was prolonging the combat in not a particularly exciting way. Like, I already don't like turn-based combat, and this is just making it take longer. <laughs> yeah, they do that with um, a couple of the Paper Mario games. I think the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. But the the way they do that in that game is like, oh, you need to tap the A button. You have like a certain number of frames that you can actually tap the A button, and it counts mm. to give you the extra damage boost. But with the Paper Mario on the GC, um, there's like a multi-bounce. I think that's the name of the technique where it's like you press the A button at the right time when you're jumping on the enemy's head. Mario just jumps straight up and lands on the enemy again. And there are like the speedrunners and people that can do that like 10 times in a row. But every time it gets faster. So you're not supposed to be able to do it 10 times in a row. (laughs) But yeah... It's hard to do that without it becoming frustrating, it feels. Yeah. And it also it also messed up my thing where I like to just kind of zone out and listen to podcasts when I'm traveling through dungeons. Now I have to pay attention to the background music because, like, I assume that the game is designed in such a way that it assumes you're going to be doing this extra damage. So I have to sort of pay attention and deal the extra damage. Otherwise, I'm making the game unnecessarily difficult for myself, you know? So... I, 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 it, it took away the zoning out part of these kind of games that I enjoy. Yeah, it'd be nice if the game gave you something like a, just like the option to flip a coin, like 50% chance you do the extra damage or, yeah. or, or not. And you don't, uh, you don't need to push any buttons, but as a result, <laughs> you only get a 50% chance of getting the extra damage. I'd be fine with that, even if it was something like 25%. But, uh, other than that, uh, 
I, I can also kind of see why this game never got localized because there there's some uh some stuff that if it wasn't localized with with a great deal of care I'll say uh it could very easily be seen as problematic in 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 tw- in 2006 let alone 2022 some some stuff that would not really fly here so I can kind of see where Nintendo's coming from but um I had a fun time and I'm sad that I don't have any more Earthbound games to play now because I also played Mother One uh, a couple months ago. Let's see. Oh, the other thing I was going to quickly mention is that I've been playing. Uh, did I have, I have I talked about Gloomhaven on this podcast before? It sounds uh, familiar. I don't know. Describe it. Uh, it it it's uh it's a board game first of all. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a legacy style board game, which means that uh, it has a campaign to it, like. Each each session you play is like an individually written and designed session. You play through all these different things, kind of taking in the overarching story uh, and uh, adapting things as you go. You unlock new locations to visit. You upgrade skills. You create new characters. You retire characters. Uh, your Your character gets a secret goal during each mission, and they also have a career goal at which point they get to retire for adventuring after they've completed it. Um, stuff like that. Uh, I've been playing it with Lizzo since uh, several months now, and it's just been—it's been a total blast. I really like it a lot. <laughs> I finally just retired my first character uh, not too long ago, uh, who was a uh, doctor character who's <laughs> their 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 mission, their 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 career mission was that I had to see my team members die 15 times because I was collecting, like, body part and blood samples from them to study. Sounds gross. <laughs> Everybody's dying. Speaking of darkness, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anyway, uh, I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen. Michael is at Argolfumpf, spelled exactly as it sounds. Uh, our games are available on PC and console. You can find links to all of them on oarock.com. Our theme song is by Fifth Avenue. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Uh, and finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at oarock.com. Is there anything that you would like to add, Michael? Nope. Thanks for playing our video games. Yeah, absolutely. Looking excited to see what the sales numbers for the pizza delivery boy are. Oh my god, I'm dying. I'm Do dying they come in like way. next month or something? It's going to be cool. I think I hope so. Is it I I don't remember what we decided on. I think it, I'm going to guess it's quarterly though. So it, it should be June, right? That's I think that's a that's the end of the second quarter. I guess we'll Oh yeah, find out. I was going to say something random too. Uh apparently Mermaid Mission Titanic gets like 2000 downloads a year. I'm sorry, how many downloads? <laughs> it sits on like 2,000 because it's free. Um, all right, we're going to make all of our games free now. We won't make any That's money a... that way. Uh, <laughs> Darn. 2,000, okay. <laughs> all right, bye, everyone. Bye. A story will be told. Go! Uh, it says the average time played for my game is one minute. <laughs>